This is episode 39 with the beautiful and ambitious Svetlana Parva. Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast. My name is Bhavik Patel and each week I bring you a super interesting conversation with an inspiring entrepreneur on how they live their life outside their business and what inspires them to live life big. Thank you for taking time to spend with me today and it's time to let the positivity flow. My guest today is Svetlana Palmer, who moved to the UK in 2010 from her homeland in Russia to join her husband running the Winchester, a snooker and pool club in Wigston, Leicestershire. Svetlana's passion for Q-sports started quite young, at 14 playing pool, in which she transitioned into Russian Pyramid, playing competitively all the way to international level. Having watched Nuka and Eurosport, she immediately fell in love with it and started her journey to the UK. She's also helped World Snooker Tour promote snooker in Russia as interpreter and a translator. She was appointed recently by the English Partnership for Snooker and Billiards Board of Directors as a non-executive director. Away from Q Sports, Svetlana is building a network marketing business through Airpon, known for its vegan and cruelty-free products of personal care and nutrition. Her other passions include educating herself and others on healthy living and the basics of nutrition and practicing yoga. So now it's time for the one and only Svetlana Palmer. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Svetlana Palmer. So my first name is my um, Russian inheritance. Um, I'm from Russia originally. I've lived now here for um, just over 10 years. Um, my last name comes from my marriage. Um, um, so quick story. Uh, I was uh, just a normal girl in Russia and uh, I was really passionate about playing um, Q-sports. Uh, there's a, a Q-sport in Russia called Russian Pyramid. And I played that for quite a long time. I got to the national level, but I was never really like great at it. I was always looking for uh, tips and coaching and all that. And that's how I came across uh, snooker on Eurosport. Started watching that. I got fascinated by it and um, started looking for people who are really good at it. And that's how I um, came across, you know, basically a tournament in, in Moscow uh, with professional snooker players. I went to watch it, met my future husband who came there with uh, one of the professional snooker players as a manager. And we started chatting and it continued online over emails and all that, Skype. And I ended up marrying him and ended up in the UK and uh, basically uh, started running a business with my husband, which is, yes, it's a snooker club. Uh, snooker and pool I continued playing it as well and uh, we've been successfully running it for now over 10 years it's the biggest club in Leicestershire and one of the best clubs in England it's affiliated with the world snooker and uh, I also started my own uh, health and wellness business with a company called Arbon, and that led me to all the healthy living aspects and uh, nutrition. I'm currently doing the professional nutrition course. So there are quite a few aspects to what I do. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope I will like talk more about it during the podcast. But in a nutshell, this is me 10 years here in Leicester, being a businesswoman, really. <laughs> Happily married. <laughs> Perfect. Now, you mentioned Russia. Now, in the UK, from 
my limited knowledge of the country because it's a beautiful country. I'd love to go. I'd love. To, I see the mm-hmm. buildings in Moscow. You know the um, what are they? The you know the beautiful buildings in Moscow. Is it the Kremlin? The Kremlin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, amazing. You see that in winter mm-hmm. with the snow. It's amazing. And 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 is it true? Is it cold all the time in Russia? Or is it not? So Russia is the biggest country in the world. Mm-hmm. To be uh, precise, it's the fifth part of uh, all land in, in the world. So it's pretty vast. And I was lucky to live in many parts of this country. My uh, dad was a military doctor. So he was stationed here, there and everywhere. So I never really settled for long in one place. <laughs> Story of my life. And um, I can tell you, it is so different. It's like, can you imagine, how can you compare weather in Leicester to weather in um, Rome? You mm-hmm. can't, can you? So the same, same about Russia. So I lived in Siberia, for example, where it's a purely continental climate. You get uh, really hot summers, um, you know, temperatures in like 30 degrees uh, plus, obviously. And then you get really cold winters where it goes down to minus 20 easily, minus 30 sometimes in some parts. You know, again, Siberia is huge. You get South Siberia, North Siberia. North Siberia is like, whoa. And then you get um, areas where they had Olymp- held Olympics um, in 2014 uh, called Sochi. So it's a subtropical climate and they have amazing climate there so uh, right now the temperatures there would probably be about plus 10 degrees something like that so they never have severe harsh winters and summers are really really hot there and then we have extreme north above the polar circular where i lived for 10 years as well so i lived in the south i lived in siberia i lived in st petersburg which is kind of mild-ish very similar to leicester kind of weather i think and um North, a place called Murmansk, is um, close to the Gulf Stream, which allows the harbor non-freeze um, during the winter. So it's fascinating. Like the, uh, I saw posts from my friends recently. It's minus 22 in the air, okay? But the bay is not covered by ice. In fact, there is steam coming from it. Because all the stream, all the water from Gulf Stream is in there, allowing all the ships coming to the harbor, allowing the trade, allowing, you know, it was really important during the Second World War, the convoys were coming to uh, Russia through that channel. It was really, really important source of ammunition and food and provision and all that. And because during winter it was not freezing. So, but temperatures in the air can be can go down. I personally experienced minus thirty seven myself. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's really cold. But then in summers, I lived in the south, and I remember plus forty five. And in summer, it was horrendous. I'd rather be in minus thirty seven and be right wrapped up, you know, in, in in clothes rather than just sitting there minus sorry plus forty five. You don't know where to go because it's just like hot everywhere. So yeah, that's Russia. It is huge. It's different. It depends where you go. Now, snooker. Let's talk about snooker. So where did this energy come from? So you mentioned when you were younger, then you've sort of grown into that. Where did that come from? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I think I've, I've always been a bit of a tomboy. Um, I played, I, I've been playing basketball all my life, for example. So it's not something like really all the girly girls do. And, and uh, when I was 14, I... Um, learn how to play pool and it was fascinating but it never like took 
loads of my time it was just only when we were hanging out with friends and I will always beat my girlfriends even though I didn't have any training or coaching or anything I just I don't know I just loved it and then when I I think it was the time when I had a boyfriend who was really into playing all these things and he was spending days and nights in the clubs and I just joined him and I remember one day he didn't have anyone to play with and he said well come join me in this Russian pyramid thing which is a table as big as snooker but just different balls different rules anyway that's what it started and from there, I got such a huge interest. I realized that I sack in that. So I wanted to uh, improve. I was learning. I, I asked him to coach me. Then I asked other people. And I ended up spending all my money, um, not hustling, but uh, paying for table time, you know, to improve. I remember I had times when I had nothing to, like, spend on food because I spent everything in the clubs playing and my family was so against me hanging out. You know, that stereotype that snooker, well, billiards clubs, they are like dodgy places where people are hustling, smoking, drinking. And, uh, but I always said to my family, just trust me. And I think these skills will help me later in life. I don't know. I don't know how I, I, I thought something about business, about networking. I thought maybe if I have this skill and I can, you know, Past time with other people like you know I don't know that was an idea and from there went further further I'm like that kind of person if I take something on I want to get to almost a perfect uh, level but I realize that I'm I'm not that good you know there's there's always obviously that you need to take that into consideration obviously you spend hours and hours and hours and hours on something and if you are not getting the results after a certain amount of years you need to think whether to continue doing this or give up and start doing something else and why was it that you chose the avenue of your own business so you said it's new core 10 years and you've built it up to have a good reputation etc a lot of people may have seen it as a hobby. So, you know, I enjoy playing. I just want to you know, play with friends or, or whatever. But then I'll have a proper career, you know, doing something else, right? So what was it that gave you the belief that you could turn this hobby into, first of all, a business and then generate an entrepreneurial experience through the snooker hall that you have? Okay, I think if I had stayed in Russia, it would um, I wouldn't have had a club or anything to do with billiards or you know snooker in that matter. It was only because I moved in here and my husband, he's an ex-professional snooker player. He had clubs before, and uh, he's snooker is all he can do. It's all his life really. And when I moved in here, he just bought a club in Wixton called the Winchester. And uh, I didn't, I didn't show any interest at first, only as, as a player, obviously I was fascinated. I wanted to play all day long, you know, when you've got your own table, you don't have to pay for it. It was like, oh my God, this is like a dream. And, uh, but after a while I got really bored, obviously having nothing to do, being just a housewife. And I, I asked him if I could help in any way and but I didn't know anything about running my own business nothing I had such a typical stereotypical employee mindset that's all I knew I even I think I even went to a couple of inter job interviews and you know I was just trying to understand what I can do in this country 
And then I said, maybe I can help you run it. And maybe I will start with bookkeeping, you know, something I can learn and master. In the end of the day, it's just numbers, you know, to just balance them. And it all started with that. And then I said, well, I need to understand more about operations. And the best way to do it is just literally put the uniform on and go there in front of the house and just, you know, work with the staff. And that's what I did. I learned from, we had a manager at the time, we hired a manager. And I learned everything from her. And then from there, I was like, right, okay, I, I see where we've got issues. This needs improving. And I started learning. And then I started realizing what I know, what I don't know, where I need to improve. And I, I kind of got the hack into this business entrepreneurial life, you know, taking risks, taking responsibilities. Um, that's your baby, you know, to make it look good, to make it, you know, do better. And then just the rest is history, obviously. I started my own urban business as well. That taught me a lot in entrepreneurial, um, like, terms of you know skills and all because there was a lot of free training provided um networking good people skills um then there were lot there's a lot of help from leicestershire um, they're like different programs growth hub and digital growth so I went i enrolled into everything that was available for free and there was loads trust me still loads and I taught myself, I taught myself so many skills that I knew needed uh, for, um, for a good, um, successful mm. entrepreneur. And I absolutely love it. I will never, ever, ever go back. Um, if you, like, if someone's watching this podcast and is considering starting their own business, I'd say if there is a thought in your head that maybe, maybe not, then definitely do it. Um, don't be afraid. There's loads of help out there, mm, you know, you can get in touch with me. I'll give you the links on where to go free. You know, there is loads and loads of help, how to start the business and, you know, what skills you need to develop and blah, 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 even grants and funding. And just do it because I am completely unemployable now. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I've said that. It's so funny. You this is the best thing, you know, have been your own boss. It's when I started my business, so that was 20 years ago, um, over 20 years ago now, um, I was in, I, I finished my education. So did sort of like the traditional Indian education. So you do a degree, do your master's. And then you know, my dad was like, now you need to get a job. So I went to London for six months and got a job. And I actually enjoyed it, but I hated the politics. So politics as in, you have to get on with certain people in an organization or not. You just don't have to work hard. You just have to know the right people. And, and that didn't sit well for me because I was like, I'm willing to work hard because that's, that's what I know. I don't want to then just talk to someone just because they are head of something or head of this. And I just don't like them. So mm. I, at that point, I said, that's it. Six months in, I said, I'm going to set up my own business. Came back to Leicester, you know, moved back in my parents and then just started a small, small thing. And then it grew from there. And now I would say exactly what you say. I am unemployable. I would be the most annoying person to be employed because I question everything. And then I want to just do things. Like I have an idea and I want to start rolling with it. I don't want to then fill out a form and then talk to the head of this and the head of that. No, we have an idea and we want to roll with it. That's how we work, right? So as an entrepreneur, I think it's it, it totally. that. And I think so many people, like you said about people that, 
are thinking a little bit of an inkling. Do I want to start this or don't I want to start it? Rather than thinking, what if it doesn't work? Because that's the way our brain works in terms of fear and protection. What happens if it does work? And that's the most important question because I know for a fact, if someone said to me 20 years ago, this is what's going to happen over the next 20 years, I would have said, no way. All that is not possible for me. I know I'm not that capable or I'm not that, you know, I didn't have that much belief in myself. I just knew that I wanted to work for myself and I would work hard. But looking back, I'm like, all the doors that I've opened and all the people that I've met because I just did this one thing, which was taking a risk and saying, actually, what if, what if it actually does work? And I'm sure you would think the same thing. Say, for example, you then didn't come and help and you were still at home, like you said, housewife or looking after the house and, you know, look after the husband. How much you wouldn't have experienced as you would have by now, right? How much you've learned, correct? And what, so what made you get into Eb Arbon? Eb Arbon? Yeah. Well, um, three years into running the business and three years into living in the country, I was still pretty much lonely. I didn't have my own friends. I um, struggled with, you know, social life. Yes, there were loads and loads of people in the club, but they were clients, they were customers, and they were know that you know they were not like-minded people with me. And uh, I also realized that having all the eggs in one basket was not a very smart idea. And that's what we had at the time. Yes, Mook had his own um, managerial business with the snooker players, but that was, you know, it could end any time. And it, it did end eventually. So I was thinking, right, we need something else. And um, I think I was more willing to go out there and find something could be a part-time job. I didn't know something else going on just in case the club was, you know, closed, bankrupt or whatever. We had some other income coming in. And I didn't know what it was. And, and just, and it was a Christmas party, you know, and it was chatting to people. And I saw this amazing woman and she was everything I wanted to be. She was successful. She was elegant. Uh, she was traveling a lot. And we, were started to- we started talking and I was like, what do you do? You know, shall we, shall we have a chat, you know, maybe late, maybe next time. And she was like, yeah, let's do that after, you know, the new year. So we had a coffee. I remember that so vividly because she started talking about her businesses and one of them was really successful business. She was supplying um, points of sales to like Harrods and Selfridges and Debenhams, you know, all that. And then another business was I won. I was like, so intrigued. What is it? So she told me all about it. And I just ticked all my boxes. I was like, this is a business. It's called social networking now. Mm. So this is a business where you grow your own network of loyal customers, um, a network of business builders as well. And you continue using the products that you're already using just of a better quality, uh, personal care. Nutrition I didn't use at the time was more, for me was shampoos, you know, creams, makeup. I was already using all of that. And she said, well, if you continue using that, might as well make money out of it. I was like, well, that's smart. <laughs> um, if you recommend it to your friends and family, which you we would do anyway, if some would like something, the company pays you and not just once, not for just one referral, but for life. So every time that person goes into your website to shop, company knows that it's linked, they're linked to you. 
And I was like, well, this is smart. It, it, it's not a short-term, it wasn't a short-term investment for me. It was a long-term. I was thinking through the years, I will meet so many people. And if I refer, you know, even if like it's 10, 20% out of those people, it's kind of like income in my retiring years, you know? So, and that's how I started. It, it was the best decision. I got the best products I could ever dream of um, for, from the girl's point of view. I mean, skin-wise, hair-wise. I mean, I'm 37 and um, I think my biological age, uh, yeah, passport age and biological age, it don't match. <laughs> I feel, and I think I feel and look so much younger. Anyway, and then from there, you know, I've got people, the most amazing people, got the most amazing network of like-minded, positive uh, entrepreneurs who want to grow, who want to help people. And that helped a lot, especially during the last year, I must say. I don't think if it wasn't for the network, I would have had the same level of energy. And uh, nutrition. All of a sudden, I rediscovered my passion for health. My family are doctors. So I came from a family that, you know, know everything about health, but I never wanted to be a doctor. But I realized I want to help people with health, just not through the traditional ways. And uh, if you ask me, like, what I read on a day-to-day basis, like, this is one of the books I'm currently reading called How Not to Die. You know, it's quite thick. And some people will be like, what? I absolutely love, I'm, I'm geeky like that. And I'm just learning how people can help themselves through plant-based um, diet, um, exercising, um, mindfulness. And all of that came through Arbon. Because they're a vegan company, they're a cruelty-free company, they're helping the world, they they believe in mind, body, and skin connection, holistic approach to people. Um, And, um, yeah, I don't know where I would be now if it wasn't for for Arbon. So it just helped me in so many ways. Oh, you're muted, Bavik, you're muted. So, So I think it's important, like you mentioned, that you were using certain products as it was, right? So you were using skincare, using hairdresser, whichever it is. And then when something is like that, so whether you, it's a service or a product, when you're getting benefit of it, automatically you want to tell other people anyway, don't you? Because that's just the way we are. We find something good and we want to share that. And I think we live in a sharing culture now where... I think almost too much is shared, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Um, so therefore, if you can then use that energy of, actually, I enjoy this and I just want to share that, and actually I can earn some money from it as well, it's a great way to balance the two, isn't it? Especially if, like you said, some people may want to start their own business, they want to start something. This is a good in-between, whereas it's not completely yours because you're still part of a, a company and structure, but it's up to you the way it's done and the way you come out in the world and things like that. So it's, a, it's like a franchise almost. It's like a modern way franchise. You, yeah. uh, franchise is about 40, 50,000 pounds to start and you've got, you've got no guarantees of success, obviously. And this is, um, you are like a merchant, a marketing arm for a company. Mm. They have got the whole infrastructure ready for you. You pay £30 to start, mm. and you've got your own website with uh, 
um, payment system, delivery system, all the photos and packaging and branding and uh, logistics, everything is sorted. All you need to do is just spread the word mm-hmm. and the company pays you the, you know, the share, the commission with you. So I think it's so smart. Yeah. So moving away from business, hmm? what do you think inspires you most today? I think it's definitely anything and everything that has, um, has to do with um, mind and the body connection, the, um, how the mind works. I'm really interested into that. I'm, I listen to quite a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists, um, life coaches and all that. Um, healing, uh, healing with food, like I said, healing with uh, um, healthy living lifestyle. And those kind of people inspire me a lot. And But also stories about how people um, may be talented and gifted and not recognized by the, the rest of the world. And then through the hard work and perseverance and not giving up, they sometimes not even experience success, but they they recognize later, you know, after their death or something like that. But, you know, films like The Imitation Game, uh-huh. the, re- the recent one was, uh, sorry, The Imitation, was it a game? So I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah with Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. And uh, Gambit, about this amazing chess prodigy. Uh, but then also films like Wonder, about this this kid, uh, it's Julia Roberts, you know, film. Uh, yeah. this kid who was... Um, disabled in a way yeah and how amazing he was from the inside uh, showing uh, sharing light um and there's also another film very similar in terms of sharing light was paid forward i don't know whether you've seen that film yeah uh, an amazing concept about you know helping people with asking nothing in return but just asking them to pay it forward and help other people mm-hmm. so these kind of stories inspire me so much i can cry all day long watching it because i do believe in that quite a lot mm-hmm. and um yeah now you know we're still going through quite as a world as a nation we're still going through quite a traumatic time in terms of the pandemic and um people living in almost alien ways in terms of being distant from the people they love, having conversations and having hugs and having <laughs> kisses with the Do you remember that? You know, you oh, know hugs, exactly. Now, during this time, mental health has been raised quite a lot, um, especially in young people, but anyone, older, younger, etc. What do you do? Or is there any helpful tips or advice you can give to that you try and help your own mental health? Is there any little things that you do that keep you, you know, grounded and stable that you know next day is always possible rather than next day is not possible? Yeah, totally. Thank you for that question. It's really, really important these days. Well, first of all, I must um, say there are plenty of amazing charities out there that are helping these days. Through the work of our club and through my husband, we supported the one called SOS. Oh, I forgot the rest of it. SOS. Um, it's, it's, it's that helpline that you can call and talk. They prevent suicides, basically. They really help people. Um, so, you know, there, there are others available. So yeah, if you need to talk to someone, just, you know, call and talk. So the most important thing is just, you need to talk, talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I say first, but then 
obviously going a little bit deeper into that, um, I was listening to one of our trainings last night and uh, um, there was an information share that there's a, a documentary on Netflix called Happy. I haven't watched that yet, but um, the lady said that the key concepts from that documentary were that the, after all the researchers, um, the scientists came to the conclusion that there are three aspects to happiness in life is um, community, personal development and purpose. So if you've got those three in life, you are, happy, you are a happy person. You will feel happy. So to me, in the end of the lockdown, sorry, in the beginning, oh, I'm just hoping for the end now. <laughs> it's coming from my lips. Um, in the beginning of the lockdown, our community in Arbonne, what we did was we decided to do this so-called miracle mornings. I don't know whether you've heard of them. It's a really popular concept. There's a book written by Hal Elrod, Hal Elrod, um, yeah, and it's called The Miracle Morning. And uh, it just talks about how you start your day in a good way with gratitude, with um, silence, you know, meditation. Scribbling means, you know, journaling and um, visualizing affirmations, a bit of exercise and reading. So through that, we started doing that um, on Zoom, talking about the community. So many people were joining in six o'clock in the morning um, just to have an hour of that together. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was Monday to Friday every day for three or four months. It helped everyone. You know, um, it was amazing. And um, then people to just continue doing it in their own time. Obviously, we went into different graphic schedules and all that. So if someone at six, someone at seven o'clock, others at eight o'clock. And... Um, that helps a lot. Gratitude helps a lot. And reading, like I said, books that grow you, that's personal development. Enroll into courses uh, that interest you. Could be anything, crochet, <laughs> whatever, uh, cooking, um, anything, um, and have a purpose. You know, look deep down into yourself and what is that that drives you in life and find that purpose in life and just uh, align and all your uh, actions and activities with that purpose, you know, that's what I just out of bed in the mornings because I just don't have time to think about uh, any dooms and glooms, to be honest with you. So that would be my advice. And maybe start a network marketing business with Arbon because uh, they just, there's so much inspiration and um, support and help from like-minded people. So you it could be anything, about, guys. Just find your purpose. So, yeah, you talked about purpose and your why, and <laughs> I fully agree with that. I resonate with that because when, you're, when you have a big enough why, the how almost doesn't matter because you'll always find a way, right? So what's your why? What's your yeah. purpose? Mm, my why is... is you know, the why is never static. It's never the same. It just always it moves and transitions and grows. When I uh, was starting with my businesses, my why was obviously to you know, earn money, to provide for myself, for the family, help my family in Russia as well. Not right now, but in future. So I was like thinking I'm going to be you know, older and I've got a disabled brother. And I was thinking that I will, when parents way he will be my responsibility so that was like my why 
but gradually uh, it just it started growing and developing. And now my why is, um, is, is deeper, is much deeper, is, is, is telling the truth, is being honest, it's giving people that sense of like peel, peel all the nonsense and rubbish off and what's in the core, what's, what's, the, real, what's the real thing. What's the truth? Yeah. Okay. So that's my why, and uh, that that what drives me. Yeah. Mm. And what things do you do? Would you say you do on a daily basis to keep yourself grounded and keep yourself stable as a person? To know that first of all, we're a part of this symbiotic system called the universe. You know, we are here mm. to try and serve and be of use and be useful for ourselves and everyone around us and to be happy within ourselves so that we can give from our heart. Like you said, we give from our heart and we know that. If there are any things that you do on a daily basis to keep you grounded, what are they? So on a daily basis, I'd say, um, well, first of all, that miracle morning thing, which, um, you can you can do like to the T, or you can you know develop it into your own uh, routine. And part of my routine is now yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've 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 been doing yoga on and off for a couple of years now. I've tried different styles and ways, but actually this lockdown showed me that you don't need to go to a studio to do yoga. You can do it from home. And actually, home yoga is much more intimate and spiritual than because then you don't have to pretend be anyone. You're just yourself, and you can connect to your own self. No one is watching you. No one is judging you. And I discovered a YouTube channel with a free yoga videos and an amazing lady. It's called Yoga with Adrian. And I was it was June, July, and um, I haven't looked back ever since. I mean, I'm into yoga now. I do daily, it helps so much every day uh, with the body, with the mind, uh, with breathing. And that's what grounds me a lot, mm. I think. So if I started that way, the day goes the way I planned, more or less, <laughs> obviously. But um, I think that's, that's the staple for me. And also the... Um, my my I don't know my beliefs I suppose in in healthy living I'm I I say what I no I preach what's how do you say that in English I do what I preach yeah I do what I I practice practice what I preach I've got social media channels absolutely love Instagram and that's why I share what I do on a daily basis with my um, with the program that I support and coach people with called Thirty Days to Healthy Living that helps so much. You don't put any rubbish in because our mind is connected to our gut so much. If we um, put rubbish into ourselves, that rubbish feeds us and we get uh, depressed. We feel sluggish. We are not focused. We, we, we experience all that laziness and lack of motivation and inspiration. And not often we don't really think it's because of the food we're eating. And if you fuel yourself with the right foods, with the, with the good routine, um, you're, you're bound to be focused and, and energized and motivated and inspired, then that's, that's, I think that yeah. helps me yeah, a lot. 
Yeah, and there's so much more science coming out with in terms of the gut, in terms of the knowledge that our gut has, and it almost has more memory and more knowledge than the brain in our in our head, which is seen as the knowledge center. But apparently, the gut has more, you know, cells and and organisms that create more of us as a person. So when they say trust your gut or, or, or trust your that's what it means, gut feeling you know yeah um, they say there are more bacteria in your gut than there are stars in the milky way <laughs> and that we are more bacteria than we are humans because of the amount of bacteria yeah. living and compared to the human cells in our body mm. so it just you know shows how important it is to maintain the healthy healthy gut and it's so important for me healthy living and um knowing that I work sometimes in all people's homes, so we do care home installations, and I see how life can become very lonely at the end, and it can become very withdrawn because, you know, whatever it may be, your genetic makeup or your, you know, whatever happens to you, whether it be disability, etc. And what I want to, the reason I choose to eat well, to exercise, to look after my mind, is because I want to be useful till the end of my life. And if mm-hmm. I can give myself a fighting chance by fueling myself with the right energy, looking after myself through you know, practicing, exercising, I go running and things like this. Because by the end of my days, I want, you know, I know I'm gonna live over 100 years old. I, I, I'm 44 years old now, I feel 20. I feel better than I did when I was 20. You know, and therefore, like you were talking about passport age and biodropping, if it's I'm I'm half my real age, <laughs> biological age is half. Now, yeah, you look then, well. No, you do look well. Yeah, what really excites me is that forty-four. So when they say I'm, so I say I'm six years of fifty. So that's the real age, right? Um, and I'm not even halfway through my life because I believe I'm going to live till 106 that's I think a minimum for me um and when sometimes when people are not in the same mindset they say well why would you want to live till that long because to me life is exciting there's so much still and I always think even 106 is probably not going to be enough time for all the things that I want to do and therefore what really excites me is getting to 50 is I'm not even halfway through my life and that's really you know when you get still wake up every morning think I am so blessed there's so much even though I want to do much, so much there's still so much time so I don't want to rush anything anymore I just want to enjoy everything around me and just not just not take life like it's a to-do list like I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I've got that to do you know um and being surrounded having conversations like this having conversations with people like you and other people around me i think it's so important it keeps us not just grounded but it keeps us aspiring to be more than we are when i talk to some people who are doing so much i'm like i know that's still possible for me there's so much more to go because i that's what i see if i only saw you know, people without work or unemployed people that are not looking after themselves, that are just spending all their time watching TV, and that's all I knew, I wouldn't know any different. But because I choose to surround myself with people that are trying to make a difference in the world, it makes me, that's all my normal is. That's all I know. 
And therefore, if that's all I know, that's all I'm going to try and achieve in terms of there's so much more still to go. So for you, let's forward, let's forward 10 years. What's happening for you? What would make it amazing for the next 10 years if certain things happen? What are you aiming for? That's a good question. Um, I encourage everyone to exercise that actually because it's good to dream five, 10 years forward. Um, but, then, first of, but what I want to do, I want to talk to you as if you're talking from then. Okay, so let's fast forward five years. Okay, we are five years down the line. So we're in 2026 right now. Okay, and I say to you, remember, Svetlana, we had that conversation in 2021 when we talked about an amazing life and you've already lived that, you've already done that. For that to be true, which way would you talk to me as a present tense? So in 2026, what you would you, what your life look like? Speak as if it is there, you're living it right now. Okay, well, first of all, I am certain that uh, snooker will become an Olympic sport by then. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you're saying by then. We're there now. Oh, we're there now. We're okay, there. all right. So I'm interviewing an interview Olympic from... Okay. Uh, Snooker is an an Olympic sport right now, believe it or not. And uh, I've contributed a lot to it um, because back in 2021, I was uh, appointed as a non-executive director to the English Partnership for Snooker and Billets to represent women and to represent um, um, clubs and academies owners. And we've done so much uh, to help Snooker grow. And it was acknowledged finally and... uh, the next Olympic Games we're in, basically. This is it. (laughs) So it has happened. So it it has made me so, so happy and that I've I've made this happen, first of all. Uh, Secondly, um, my urban business grew into an amazing um, empire, if you want to say that. I continued um, educating myself on uh, all things mattered nutrition-wise and healthy eating. I'm, uh, I'm now um, doing my own yoga retreats with a package of um, services in terms of you know, nutrition and mindfulness and all of that on top of it. And these retreats are all over the world. So, um, including the UK, because we've got some amazing sports in this country. And um, through that, I connected with some some amazing people. So the network is fantastic. So you can get, um, if you need like a specialist um, dealing with mind or dealing with body or anything that is related, health health related, you you get that holistic alternative and uh, ways. And uh, yeah. Just, you know, I'm so glad that uh, all that uh, pandemia is, is in the past now. We are into the new world, new possibilities. And uh, I am so excited. I'm working on something exciting right now. It's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a new technology. And I can't wait to um, implement that into my business. I, uh, yeah, and this is, this is me. I travel now and, uh, yeah, so, so happy. Brilliant. And I, you know, I use that with coaching clients and it's such a good way of seeing things when we can forward project into the future as if it's happening now, because then, you know, you're drawing it towards you and you're speaking as if it's already happened. And therefore, you know, it's possible for you to make it happen. So I love doing that exercise. And I think this is brilliant. I think I read about it in the book called Success Principles. Mm -hmm. And the guy who, he even mentioned like like an event 
you can organize an event where people come dressed and uh, with um, different, uh, what's called, props that would yeah. help them yeah, um, showcase what they are in five, ten years' time. There's a mm-hmm. certain year you can put. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was amazing because then people come with like, fake business cards, maybe a magazine with their photo on the cover or a book that they have written or anything that would represent them in five, 10 years time. And they speak like I've just spoken, you know, he just amazing. I thought it was amazing. I, I've always wanted to do something like that. Maybe you should do that, buddy. Maybe you should organize an event like that. <laughs> we'll do it. You're giving me ideas. Now, um, I'd like to just thank you at this junction as we head towards the end of the podcast. I know you were super nervous when you came before you were coming on, but it's not something normal for you. But I'm so glad that you did. And I'm glad you've spoken your truth. I can see the energy coming out of you. And I'm so thankful to have more international people locally. And like I said, I will be visiting you once everything is closed. And you can, you can beat me at a game of snooker at some point. <laughs> now, as we head over to the end of this podcast, um, I'd like to ask you a couple more questions, which uh, will give the listeners a little bit more insight into you. Okay, so we're now fast-forwarding 100 years into the future where you've lived your most amazing life. You've created snooker as a worldwide sport, just like football, and you've made such an impact on so many people's lives and health that you now are at the end of your life, last few moments. You don't have enough energy to speak, but you have enough energy to write three words. Now, these three words have helped you all your life and resonated with you. And by sharing them, these may help other people that are listening. What would those three words be for you and why? That's a really good question. Um, I think I would say keep educating yourself. Because when you've got all the facts, I think it was Mark Twain saying, Get the get the facts first, and then you can distort them as you please. <laughs> so, I think having the facts is so so important, and you can only get that from educating yourself. Mm. Yeah, and it's also educating yourself, and then using that education. Well, your- you only said three words. <laughs> I mean, yes, next yeah, yeah. step will t- take action. Yes, take of action. course, take action. Yeah. Sure. Right. Mm. Um, this podcast is called Bigger Than the Hustle, and right now you're bigger than the world. So you're connected to 7.58 billion people on this planet. They can all hear you. There's no language barrier. They're all conscious and awake. If you could share a message for the next 30 seconds, what would that message be to the world? Well, I would say something like, I'm addressing each and every one of you. You're unique and one of a kind. Uh, There is no one fits all rule in this world. Don't waste your time trying to be some, like someone else because I know I've, I've done that. And you might have to accept the fact that um, your normal is not everyone else's normal and then you've got your own path. And if you want to hear your own voice and understand what, what, who you are, get rid of all the habits that don't serve you well and create those that fuel and ignite you. It will allow you to tune into your body and mind uh, to find the answers that are inside you. And like I said, never stop educating yourself and taking action on that. That would be something. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, I would say that you do this all the time because you've come across so well. 
you speak so well. Your your English is way better than my Russian, which I know none of. Well, I didn't mention uh, that uh, my education in Russia was uh, foreign languages. So I'm originally a teacher of English and French. So I worked right. uh, quite a few years as an interpreter. So I'm not your typical um, <laughs> typical Russian. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So at this juncture, I'd really like to thank you. Thank you for coming on. Firstly, thank you for agreeing to be a part of this journey. Thank you for sharing Pleasure. your knowledge. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, and thank you for sharing who you are authentically, and also continuing to live a life which serves you and makes you happy and therefore you can make other people happy by being of service to them and i believe that's what we are in this world to be of service and be useful for the people for yourself and people around you so um is there anything else you'd like to say before we go I would like to thank you for inviting me to do this. First of all, I think you're doing an amazing, amazing job. And uh, you just, you, I think people that you invite to this podcast, they definitely have so much to share. They're so, like I said, individual and, uh, and also it helps these people. Like it, it helped me definitely look deeper inside me. And um, I just realized that I, I quite enjoy the public speaking. <laughs> There you go. So, we, <laughs> so you might you might have just started something for me, you know. There you go. Um, so when you start own. your podcast, I'll come on as a guest for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Perfect. So at this juncture, I'd just like to say I was Babi Patel. I was your host today. Um, and just before we go, a couple of thoughts. Big energy leads to big thoughts. Big thoughts lead to big ideas. Big ideas lead to big actions and big actions lead to a big life. So keep thinking big. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>